Sun Bunan Dumlang, hello, it's Simply Spiso here and welcome back to another episode of the podcast, Simply Do The Work. Now, no, it's been like a hot minute, it's been like four months since the last episode and the reason being, I've just been super busy with school, like this year I started my fourth year in med school and it's just, it's been so hectic and I haven't really had the chance to do this because obviously to get these episodes up, it's not just getting up in front of the mic and just speaking random mess, right? I do research beforehand and there's the editing and you know, I'd rather do it if I'm going to do it well. Like there, there are many other episodes that I've actually recorded, but when I listened to them when I was editing, I was like, nah, this ain't it. So I scrapped them, but hopefully this one makes the cut. That being said, um, feel free to subscribe, follow, share, rate the podcast. You know, if you knew there previous episodes you can catch up on. And here, my objective is to really just do the work of just thinking through things and just sharing my perspective and not necessarily being right. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, I'm, if you pull up a podcast from last year, there's a chance that I might no longer agree with some of the things I said and that's okay that is growth that is evolution but today's topic is something which I want to talk about for a while and I feel like both on my youtube channel and on the podcast I've really danced around these issues and never really confronted them head on and you know it's like even when I did want to talk about it I was like how do I where do I even start like where do I even start because there's so much to unpack and probably won't get through it all today but hopefully you can tell by the title that today we're gonna be talking about the relationship between Christianity and queerness so I'm gonna start by taking us through so if you follow me on Instagram and you know that I did a queering the Bible challenge this was um hosted by queertheology.com this is not sponsored by the way but i do recommend you check out queertheology.com if you are looking for lgbtq affirming christian content or like if you are queer yourself or also if you are a straight cisgendered ally i do recommend you check them out but basically they had this instagram challenge where for seven days they'd give us different prompts and you basically did a reflection based on that so i'm going to read a few of the prompts but if you want to see the pictures and see what i post for all seven days check out my instagram at simply sviso so we start with day one so i wrote here today's prompt is jesus and i immediately thought of the first pride event that i attended in october 2018. in this space i felt unconditional love from the people i was with and I felt comfortable expressing a part of me that I repressed for so long. I believe if Jesus was here on earth in human form, he'd be at the pride events, showing compassion to queer people and protecting them from those who want to throw stones at us. So basically, I feel like with this reflection, right, the point what is going through my mind, especially like with the last part where I talk about um, protect us from those who want to throw stones, I was thinking of the story of the woman in, in the New Testament Bible who was caught in the act of adultery, right? I mean, according to the law of that time, she had to be basically stoned to death. And Jesus coming into the situation, his response was, let the one who has no sin cast the first stone. And everyone walked away. And I think for me, that really just speaks to how Jesus loves people 
right? How he came for the marginalized, right? And I think basically the people who by society standards are seen as unworthy of love, the people who are outcasts, who are forgotten, who are ridiculed and mocked, that is who I, I believe Jesus stands for. The oppressed, the marginalized, not the oppressor and not the privileged. And so, yeah, just gonna move on to the next one. This was from day two. And the picture is from my Bible. It basically, let me read the prompt. So it says, today's prompt brought up a ton of mixed feelings. I was told that the gospel is the good news, but the message I was taught growing up instilled a lot of shame and fear in me. This picture is from the cover of a Bible that I've owned for nearly a decade now. And what the picture says, it says, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. John 15 verse 13. Even though I don't read as much as I did back then, this verse will always resonate deeply within me and defines one of the core values of the gospel. I'm also reflecting on how the gospel has shifted for me through my journey of deconstruction. It's no longer about trying to get everyone to share the same beliefs as me, but sharing people unconditional love and compassion. And so the prompt, as I mentioned, was the gospel, right? And I think for some people that word can be quite triggering because when you think of the gospel, you think of maybe um, being threatened with hell if you don't convert to Christianity, right? Or being like like i mentioned right fear and shame like i think there's a lot of manipulation that sometimes goes into the gospel i'm using that in quotes which i think drifts so far away from what jesus stands for what jesus was trying to do right which is you know i think i touched on in you know the, the post the previous post which is about love and compassion right i think as i read these posts you said there are quite some recurring themes so we're going to move on over to day six today's prompt is faithful and it first got me thinking about what does that word actually mean so i pulled up some meanings and um the meaning of faithful is basically remaining loyal and steadfast some synonyms are um loyal constant true devoted unswerving, unwavering, dedicated, committed, trusted, excuse me, dependable, reliable, obedient. And so this picture is from a youth bash that I volunteered to help organize. And this is one of the many events that I was part of during my time in evangelical churches. I was so loyal to the church that it hurt me deeply when I realized that they wouldn't affirm my queer identity and thus my faith in God started wavering. Since leaving the church, I'm constantly asking myself how devoted am I to Christianity? There's definitely some toxic theology that I don't believe at all, but I also recognize that there's so much good that this faith brings to my life and many other people. My faithfulness is no longer tied to salvation, in quotation marks, and evangel evangelism, also in quotations, as I was taught growing up, but instead I'm now committed to following Jesus' example of reaching out to the marginalized and living a life that makes a difference beyond me. And I think I'll just read the last days. Um, 
the last day's reflection and then just share my final thoughts on this challenge and what it brought up to me what it meant for me so day seven the last day and today's word is salvation i'm honestly still figuring out figuring out what this word means and how it can be a reality in my life however i'm pretty sure that salvation isn't saying a prayer and getting a get out of hell free card it's not about converting everyone in my life or fearing other people who are different from me I've always felt somewhat connected to divinity and I believe that I'm on the right path to figuring out the road of salvation. I also believe that salvation is tied into how we treat people and showing them love with no ulterior motive or agenda. And so those are just four out of the seven days and I think they are certainly recurring themes, right? I think you can definitely tell that there's certainly phrases or ideas that I repeat. I think. You know, the main themes that really came for me during this reflection is love, right? I want to really love people. I also think that we're all called to love, Christian or not. I think we should be very loving towards one another. Reaching out to the marginalized, right? I myself, I am a marginalized individual by the system of white supremacy, cis-heteronormativity. And so, I also, you know, in that same space, I think also you have to when you have these conversations, right, recognize that in some situations we are the oppressed and others we are the oppressors. And so I need to be very aware of the fact that, for example, within Christianity, right, I recognize that as someone who practices Christianity, this is a community that has both inflicted harm on me, but that I also inflict harm on others, or I can inflict harm on others through Christianity. And also in the past, I was essentially a part of the problem and also i think just also really questioning what exactly is christianity like i think you can also tell that from these posts that i still have a lot that i do not know there's a lot that i'm still figuring out and that's okay that's part of doing the work you know doing the work is also being honest and comfortable and saying hey i don't actually know what this word means i don't know what any of this means but i'm doing my best to figure it out and so just want to segue that onto the next segment, which is Lil Nas X. Now, Lil Nas X, I do want to just name and say that I am aware that he has some problematic things that he's been called out from. That is not the conversation that we are having today. I also, like, also, I can't have that conversation in an unbiased way. That, like, that is the truth. I can't objectively have that conversation, but I do think it is a very important conversation to have important conversation to be held that you should be held accountable and we'll see how all of that plays out but i want to just read this tweet which is which i posted on my instagram by lona saying i spent my entire teenage years hating myself because of the shit y'all preach would happen to me because i was gay so i hope you are mad stay mad feel the same anger you teach us to have towards ourselves and I think this is so powerful because if you watched his music video, right, for Call Me By Your Name, I think a lot of, if you are a critical thinker, you can clearly see that he's clearly making a criticism towards Christianity, right? Or at least how Christianity is being preached and practiced. And I think also you can tell that he's sort of reclaimed the narrative that is often thrown at queer people right you're often told that you are going to hell you are an abomination or all, all, all these other things right and so 
I do also want to say that I feel like a lot of some of the outrage is rather um, pretentious because it's like you have people who don't really like practice Christianity or people who are who, like like I feel like the people you you know this person is not really about that life but now they're like it's like many people I feel like are using Christianity to justify their own bigotry right their own personal prejudices and biases and and I just love how Lil Nas as a black queer person who has a huge platform is doing this sort of thing because I don't think we've seen this kind of representation at least I haven't like in my lifetime obviously I do know that there are many other um black queer performers and personalities who have large platforms but I just think what Lil Nas was able to do with this because another thing you can tell this music video wasn't just a spur of the moment thing you can tell it was very thought out and he was very intentional with the message that he wanted to tell with the music like I feel like the song on its own right yeah it does have like oop no the lyrics and the music video right he like he knew people were going to be mad and he was ready for it and i just wanted to just you know make that quick little shout out um i do also just before i move on to the final segment for today do want to say that you know while we often talk about how we need representation representation is important i think what we forget is we need representation with power because Lil Nas is clearly in control. He is driving this narrative. He's not just a token black person who's being controlled by some white corporation. Obviously, right, we have to recognize that he is making money from this, right? There is capitalism involved. And I do think that we should also not put him too much on a pedestal. Because at the end of the day, if you're being honest, right, this song, this video is going to make money. Yes, it is is starting very important conversation but it doesn't personally like like my everyday day-to-day life is not going to be changed because Lil Nas was twerking on the devil or something like <laughs> you get what I'm saying but um yeah I think that can bring us on to the final segment and I want to talk about China and McLean so if you don't know who China and McLean is she's but I think you should like my generation we know her from Disney Channel on Ant Farm Descendants but she's also acted in many other projects I think also Black Lightning one of her more recent projects that she's been a part of and I've seen on social media a couple of TikToks that she's made um, defending the Christian faith I think probably because because of Lil Nas right and there's been so much conversation some people criticizing Christianity China made some videos i think two tiktoks really speaking about her faith which has been quite polarizing to say the least because you have people who are praising her and they're so happy to see a celebrity speaking about their faith and then you have other people who are dragging and demonizing her and i sort of have a nuanced view or take on the china situation which I don't know, by the time this podcast episode is out, might be old news. Depends how quickly we can get it out. But anyways, I think, first and foremost, you only just leave her alone. If you don't agree with her, leave her alone. Like, people are accusing her of forcing Christianity down their throats. It's like, she posted this on her TikTok. Like, you can literally, like, if you watch the video and you're like, you literally just, just leave. Leave the video, right? Like, even, I think... 
like I now I do recognize that the, some of the language that she uses, right? For me, is like, oh girl, I honestly, I don't really, I don't fully like agree with it, but I can tell that at the gist of what she was saying, she was basically trying to say what I've been saying this entire episode, right? That Christianity is about love and compassion, and she just talks about how. She talked about how we shouldn't judge, right? Like, as people, we shouldn't be the one to judge. And I saw another TikTok where someone was, like, responding to her. And they were saying that um, China should keep her mouth shut. You know, now is not the time to be saying this. She is um, invalidating people's experiences and trying to justify what the church has done. It's like, that is not what she said. Literally, China literally said that she does not she described her faith as being relational right she described it as being not necessarily about being religious right and i can understand why people can still be upset with her because i know from my time in evangelical churches that even the most like religious institutions use that kind of language and so i think it's really a thing of people now just like nitpicking and picking apart of what she said and it's just like, just, just leave her alone. Leave her alone. I think we can have conversations about how, you know, like I mentioned, like on one end, yes, Christianity and the church institution has caused harm to many people. But at the same time, it has empowered people, right? It has really given people a new lease of life. It has made life better for others. I think both of those things can be true. Because the history of the church is messy as hell, right? I think even China, being a black woman, she probably recognizes how, you know, Christianity was an integral part of colonization of the African continent and the enslavement of black African people. Like, Christianity has placed itself, like, a lot of Christians today feel like have a superiority complex, kind of like how um, the Chief Justice of South Africa, like, I feel like he... Mm, like whenever i see his name like tied in with christianity and him being called up something it's always some mess it's always some mess i don't even know how to unpack that so i won't but i just i felt like i had to name it because it's low-key been bothering me and so i think i think that is how china feels right you have people like him you feel like you are misrepresenting my faith you're misrepresenting what i believe in because that's how i sometimes feel right i feel like for example as soon as people hear that you are a christian they immediately think oh oh you you're a bigot oh you're one of them weirdos one of those weird people you know which i think some christians like to um perceive that as you know a form of oppression and persecution it's like uh, i wouldn't necessarily take it that far but i do think that there is an unfair um prejudice against christian you know christianity and not just christian but i think all religions like you get people who it's kind of like their their daily bread and butter is to bash religions and it's like well aren't you forcing your anti-religious beliefs on us in the same way you don't want religions to force their beliefs onto you it's just it's messy right i feel like where it gets to especially with religion it is kind of messy and i actually like i mean episode 12 i do kind of talk about this in, in the episode's called playing the jesus card to justify bigotry but i think it's a very it's a very relevant 
conversation, you know, and one that I hope to continue to have on my platform, whether it be here on the podcast or on my YouTube channel. But yeah, those are just some of the thoughts that I have on just current events that have been happening in my life and just in pop culture and the internet. Like, bottom line, love and accept everyone. Like, my motto is, like, I have this new motto that I got from this guy, Mr. Atheist on YouTube. Okay, it doesn't go with Mr. Atheist anymore. Jimmy Snow on YouTube, where he says, I don't have to respect your beliefs, but I respect all people. And I feel like what is happening, like, Lil Nas X is being disrespected by people. China is being disrespected by people. I have been disrespected. It's kind of like, if you can just respect me as a person, as a human, because at the end of the day, that is the issue. And people are marginalized. Is they're usually stripped of their humanity. Black people are stripped of their humanity. Trans people are stripped of their humanity. And it's kind of like, can we just, can we just live? So we want. We just want to live. Okay. In the same way you have the right to practice your Christianity, others have the right to say, I don't believe that. And let me just stop myself right there because I could go on and on and on. And I feel like at this point, I'm just rambling. But thank you so much for listening. And um, do check out my YouTube channel. Like I have a vlog coming out that I'm going to be editing. It's sort of like a look into just how like how life has been for me so like do stay tuned for that vlog if it's not up yet check it out um on youtube simply Sfiso. i'm on social media at simply Sfiso. though instagram is where i'm most active like my twitter account is just yeah it's just the yeah but yeah thank you so much for listening and until i see you or you hear from me in the next one i love you so much mm-hmm.